Why are there so many podcasts from Jordan? And why we can't blame the Jews? Some think it's Jesuits, some the Illuminati, but only Rick knows the truth. So we've been told, and so we believe it, that Klaus Schwab is a big fan. That's why you'll find him on Fakeologist Audio, Rick the Conspiracy Man. La da da da, la da 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 da. This is Adam, what's his name? On January 13th, 2024. And you're listening to Rick talking to himself briefly and possibly Rolo possibly coming in. Thank you very much, folks. Good evening. This is uh, Rick on uh, the uh, 13th of January, 2024. Feeding stray birds, stray cats, uh, and talking to stray people. And hopefully he'll be able to get in here. He's just trying to ring me. The great Rollo is out there. <clears throat> He's out there, all right, I have to say that. Um, he's trying to get in here. And I, Waltons gave me some kind of permissions, but I don't know how to use it. And uh, unfortunately, he'll have to come and help Lord Rollo to get in here and discuss his uh, latest adventures. What do you think they would be, folks? Can you, can you uh, imagine what they would be? <clears throat> we haven't heard from them for at least two weeks. Well, I haven't, personally. Uh, what's happened to them? What's happened to them? Can you, anyone guess what would possibly have happened to him? I think it should be quite obvious. He's been a bit naughty again. <clears throat> but anyway, he'll probably pop in here at some stage. Uh, noticing frightening things. As I was in uh, the winner is Sydney last week uh, from th- Wednesday till um, I got back this afternoon on the terrain. And uh, the, on page, what page was it? Uh, six to eight or something or other, the, the local newspaper. Kerry Chant, who is definitely not a woman, this be told, is, uh, I, I'll, I'll sign over to the EGI, not EGI, just. Blatant, obviously, transvestite, uh, announcing that um, for the good of people, we need to wear masks again, you know, if you're going to visit any one hospital. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if you go anywhere near a hospital, it's, I don't think it's ever really changed, but um, the staff may not be wearing them, but you had to wear one to go in there to visit anybody. <coughs> or go, just going to go into an admissions area. You had to wear one. If you didn't wear one, you had to go and sit out the front. That's never changed. They'd never stop that. I have to stay inside because, as you can hear, I have the tropical cicadas. I have a not now not wounded baby magpie. Seems to be able to walk. I assume it's the same one. Uh, and I just fed them, as you do. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely creeping back in again. And I saw yesterday I was going into the, go to a cafe with a friend driving into Balmain, 
And there, walking down the road, was a the word imbecile would be probably too good a word to use. Walking with another guy with a mask on, but he had what looked like those clear library type, you know, things you put around your books around the through his collar, so it wrapped around the top of his head, and a, and a cap on, so it looked like a kind of a he was like part astronaut, and he was uh, look. Chatting away to somebody wearing a plastic protective thing right around his whole head. Now, <clears throat> back in the day, people would have just driven up, pulled up, and started looking at him, mocking him. These days, they probably think he's probably a visionary and a hero. A visionary and a hero. Because that's the way it is. You know, Derek, you know, I know that's Rollo's trying to contact me, but I can't help you, Rollo. I honestly do not know how to do this. So, I'll, what I'll do is I'll just mute for a little bit and see if you can. I hear a beep and you come in and then we'll, we can have a chat. So I don't need to be chatting away to myself. Tomorrow night, though, I probably will come in and do a um, a chat. I found some very funny bits and pieces of being sitting on a train for uh, uh, six hours each way, reading a Nexus magazine of all things from 2012. And one of the big articles in there is from Mike, uh, Ma- I was going to say Marshall Mathis. Um, what's his name? Uh, Miles Mathis. Uh, uh, not only does he do conspiracies, this guy's trying to uh, do math- complex mathematics. He's querying the uh, pi, the number pi. He says it's number four, not number, uh, was it one, four, uh, was it 1.3 something or another? I can't remember, but whatever pi is, he says it's no, it's number four. He, he is a very clever person if he really can argue that kind of stuff, because bugger if I can. There's some really good articles in here, 12 years old, uh, the, the, the issue. Uh, I must have found it, and I have never read it. Uh, anyway, I'll just mute, and hopefully wild times can get um, <coughs> rolling in here so I can talk to somebody. Still a bit wonky, but a lot better than my uh, flatmate, who's can hardly talk because he's coughing so much. He's really got it. Very bronchial, very bronchial. Anyway, I'll mute and I'll contact some. This is without a trace. Priscilla. Will lose. Tenreel. Gulo. Merbless. SMG. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. And you're listening to Rick on the. Uh, 13th of January, January 2024. And can you hear that cicada out there? I have to say this, one of the best shots I ever made was to always be out there as a kid with an air rifle until uh, I was 17 or so. Every day, shooting, 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 shooting. Expert shot, be told. And there was a cicada up a tree doing that kind of noise. And I just guessed where I thought he was and fired, and the the noise stopped, and I heard this sound, and all of a sudden, a headless cicada dropped down next to me. I'd shot its head off. That is a fact. I'm telling you a truth. I've told my brother. My brother's been always makes tries to say that it was him that did it, but it was me. An expert shot, and I wish to God we were allowed even an air rifle. We can't even get an air rifle over here. Can you believe it? People in America, you can go and get a um. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a armored armor light, a uh, 
semi-automatic, probably fully automatic weapon these days. I'm not sure in some areas. And you could really fix a cicada up if you had a problem with them. Probably a shotgun would be the easiest way. But uh, we can get them if you've got permission. But you're not allowed even air rifles for kids. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The BB gun, BB-66, 66, be told, uh, every every rifle cali- uh, ca- caliber is a magic number. 762, uh, 303, uh, it's, I've already gone about this, but I'm just going to re- repeat it. There's no non-magic numbers in the uh, calibers of weapons. Why is this so? Why is this so? How long has this thing been going on out there? All to do with circles, I think. I do believe. Something to do with circles. Anyway, I'm just going to I'll mute again and <laughs> hopefully Rollo will be able to get in here. And I'm back again, thanks to the Velo Box. I have to keep plugging that. The the Velo Box that uh, allows me to disappear and come back again, and you don't even till I tell you. Um, what was I going to say? The um, something of slight interest. Oh, no, I was w- watching today. This is anyone that's into horror movies or scary movies. Back in the seventies, I think seventy five, there was a TV movie made called S- Satan's Triangle. I think it was called Devil's Triangle when I saw it. It was about Bermuda Triangle. And Bermuda Triangle, for us, uh, the 70s conspiracy kids, was huge. It's completely disappeared now, obviously because of cameras and technology and people being able to say that's bullshit. The Bermuda Triangle sold millions, millions and millions of books. <coughs> but this movie, Satan's Triangle, which had Doug McClure, who was kind of a B-grade actor that was always, that were parodied by The Simpsons as Troy McClure. Oh, oh who's that? Is there someone else in the room? It, 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 7.25, there's someone else has entered the room. Let's have a look who that. It's someone I don't recognise. Uh, and someone else I don't recognise. Speak up. Hello. Or forever. Hold you. Oh, hello. How are you, Mr. Silas Speaks? There you go. What a what a fantastic person to have come into the room on a Saturday night in uh, <coughs> in the mid north coast of Australia, and he's all the way in Scotland, I do believe. Yes. Yes. You? Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, fantastic. I I, I wasn't going to come in. I was, still feel a bit wonky, dizzy. I've got this kind of dizzy, chesty kind of. Thing. I'm, I'm a lot better, but my goodness, that was a few weeks of not being 100%, that's for sure. But uh, how was your Christmas, Mr. Uh, Silas? Yeah, it was very good. It was quiet. It was quiet. Yeah. How was yours? And I t- uh, it, was, and it was good, apart from I was ill for yeah. the week from the week before through till now with what I would call influenza. Yeah. That would be the best way to describe it. Um, you always get proper, those you know, types of seasonal things. It's, it's going about here uh, as well, of well, course. <laughs> you can still hear me. Go. <laughs> and I have to hide. I'm hiding in my. I'm hiding in my laundry because there's rogue cicadas up trees that are so loud over here. You wouldn't know this problem in, in Scotland. We haven't managed to export cicadas to Scotland. We, we've got your thistle, though. Let me tell you, everywhere. Um, oh yeah. In New Zealand, particularly. Oh my God! That was they, homesick Scotsmen brought it over in the uh, 1800s. In New Zealand, and it just it loves New Zealand, and it's everywhere. 
very very annoying little plant, but very popular for Scottish um, patriots. I do believe the thistle. Uh, I have to keep shutting the door. I'm literally locked in a laundry full of mould, actually, which I just noticed. Yeah, so you had a good Christmas. Actually, whereabouts in Scotland are you? I can't remember if I've asked this before, but um, near Edinburgh. Near Edinburgh. Oh, now, now, and so you have you visited the dwellings of Edinburgh, which is built on top of another existing city, isn't it? I do believe. Oh, Mary King's Close, and uh, yeah, all of those sort of uh, subterranean tenement blocks. Yeah, I have. Yeah, with with with, I do believe shop awnings and everything still visible for the visitor to see from back in the day. Um, I hadn't been there. I would, would like to go there. I have Scottish heritage. Um, this is one of those things, one of those things I'd like to be, if I had my way, I would be a, just a traveller now in my last, you know, 30 years of being able to walk properly, even though that's a bit of a, I'm not quite into that. I wouldn't say I'm walking properly at the moment, but I'm better than I used to be. But um, you've been down there and you've, you, mm-hmm. what was the excuse? They just decided to build on top of, Edinburgh. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think because of the dense population of Edinburgh around about that time, you know, it was for a few centuries or so, and there was a lot of uh, Irish immigrants and, uh, you know, other immigrants as well, but mostly Irish. Um, they required places to build and it was being built so quickly that, and of course there was no planning codes then, that essentially right. people were building on top of each other, again to maximise space. Uh, and then what ended yeah. up happening yeah. was, was obviously uh, roads began to be built, uh, you know, um, on top of it. Should we say um, they became? Well, can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Uh, an actual fact: they're doing the very same thing in Sydney. They winter in Sydney. Uh, it, in the, the next few years, they're going to build skyscrapers on top of the one uh, uh, kind of the south end of the main part of Sydney. They're going to put big um, beams across and then build skyscrapers on top of roads, but the the roads will still be used. They're not going to be turned into tunnels or subterranean (coughs) things, but it seems to be this, when when you want to maximise your area, build on top of yourself. It seems to be a... um, a thing that's it's happening again, but I, I I haven't been to Edinburgh. I do believe it's a beautiful place uh, and very cultural. It's where you've got your festivals and your uh, it's a very art intelligent area, like Dublin is to Ireland, I guess. Um, more more theatrical, more um, university, more cleverer Scottish people, I would say, would be in that area. As opposed to somebody like, um, I mean, I've seen some terrible things about Scotland. You know, where they mm-hmm. literally, uh, I think Alan Watt used to talk about it, or whatever his real name was. You know, but they, I, I think that movie Train Spotting was a, one of the big advertising campaigns to encourage that behaviour, where heroin and cheap speed and, and wayward behaviour became a norm. Um, and the and ecstasy obviously was absolutely huge. It, it, it's so um, it's funny. Funnily enough, 
the the Scottish people, though they are extremely liberal now, they've been broken down again due to the influx yep. of drugs, which was pushed on us by our own governments, essentially, as as it's you know uh, like everywhere. I say our own governments. I mean, of course, they're merely pawns, but the, yeah. the the Scottish people are actually quite conservative traditionally. They were very conservative, which is is in oh, stark contrast to who they are now. Very conservative, yeah. Which is, mm, but which is it's obviously it was why we survived. Dumped. And uh, as a small nation, with uh, a larger nation on our, our doorsteps, and we had a you know we're very um, tribalistic as well. You could say. Mm. Yeah, jumping mm. to a completely different. Well, some, some, what do you think of the pips and their? Um, the, the, where did they go to? Do you think they were a thing? Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Fully blue tattooed um, warriors, uh, tr- very warrior like race, um, seems to have just completely disappeared. Uh, uh, through our history, that is, the, 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 the mm. mainstream history that what we've been given. Have you an opinion on the Picts? P I C T. Well, the Picts um, means painted one, and it derives from the, the mm. Greek um, words, uh, pretanoi. Well, pictures. Yeah, picture as well. Picture, yeah. Yeah. picture, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Greek word pretanoi means painted one. It's where the Britannic Isles or the, you know, Britannia, the Britannic Isles uh, derives from. But uh, the Pict, by the 11th century, it's theorized the Pictish language died, which was probably a form of Brythonic. But due to obviously the, the Scottish, where obviously the, the modern modern Scottish nation derives from the the Scottish influx yep. from Ireland Northern Ireland uh, mostly uh, Ulster and uh, you know as far west as um, oh, uh, Donegal you know Sligo that area so I didn't realise and the same with Liverpool is predominantly an Irish um, stronghold back then wasn't mm. it um, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Hibernian raiders have raided all all across across the coast of uh, Wales and such. Yeah, but you, you'll find as well there's a in Scotland there's some very strange place names that some of them are just straight up Gaelic, of course. But there's some of them that are a mix between Gaelic and uh, Welsh. So, for example, you have a place called Clack Manon. So Clack is a, yep. a, a Gaelic for rock, and Manon or Manon derives from the the Welsh sea god or the Brythonic sea god Manaw, which is where the Isle of Man derives from. So you have literally the yes, stone yes. of Manon. Um, I believe Manaw is, is a now, Welsh word as well, but yeah. So now, now that's now that's another very interesting thing. I, I mean, this is a new talk. Good morning, guys. You, you'll say something. Morning. Hello, how are you? Who is that? Hello, I'm uh, a wandering monster from the, the, the old sea. Oh, hi, how are you? Southwest of uh, the Netherlands. Hi, good to meet you. One, uh, uh, wonderful to speak to you. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, th- wonderful to speak to you, uh, wandering monster. Well, what a great name, yes. wandering monster. <laughs> yes, I'm just <laughs> mostly lurking uh, in the background like any good monster. Hey, yeah, no worries, no worries. Right, no, well, so, uh, I, I just happened to uh, Silas has mentioned another subject that I was I could spend an awful lot of time talking about and that's the Isle of Man um, oh, yeah. and it's an incredible it seems to be a, but what I would call have a very uh, what's that the, the old 
um, Wicker Man type um, religion based on their um, b- back in the day. They were very much uh, pagan, I would say. But there's, it's a very interesting subject. I, I don't know a lot about it, but I picked up the other day. Someone was talking about it. I was reading a book. And I thought that's really interesting because the, the Isle of Man, is, and is Manchester anything to do with that? You know, um, Probably. I, I could imagine so. I mean, all of that area, like Manchester, was part of the, um, or the Old North, which prior to, you know, the in, the mass influx of Germanics or the Anglo-Saxons, a lot of that was, uh, yep. oh, I forget I forget the name of it now, the kingdom, but it was all well. It was all Welsh at, at the time. So yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Obviously, have, my sister is Germanic you, or German. I say name a form but, of it. Form of it. Yeah, but yeah, th- th- mm. there seems to be a kind of a interesting kind of uh, pagan type interest. There's something, something about the Isle of Man and people that come from there. There, I, I, I felt. As soon as I read it, I thought there's something there. There, there's a big there there. I don't know what it is. I'll have, I need to go in there. I thought you might know something about it. But where did so you're tracing so Isle of Man and what you you were talking about a Scottish city with man as part of it. Um, I, I, I derailed you. Has a peculiar kind of flag with uh, with those legs uh, going around. So I wonder where that's from. Yeah, it does. It does. It, well, that's what that, that's the best way. You can kind of try and trace back the roots. Is look at their um, their coat of arms. There'll be clues on there. Yeah. Um, and and it's I do believe Liverpool. Alien, I see, but, yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, Liverpool has a has an awful lot of the um, trident and um, uh, aquatic um, old, you know. Uh, religious type imagery everywhere and statues. And this is according to, uh, what's his name, um, Freeman Fly, who really, really does some, or did some fantastic stuff on old image, uh, uh, statues and uh, uh, the, the, the symbology that we've still got blatantly in your face, if you know what you're looking at, on architecture and statues and Yes, um, indeed. Last year I did a road trip to uh, England and Scotland with a friend and we kept just seeing all sorts of things uh, like Masonic things, uh, obelisks is every, mm. everywhere. Oh, 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 obelisks, 100% for sure. And I, I don't know if I was talking to Silas when I, when I brought this up, but the, my, I, I would say my mentor back, back in the early 80s was a Scotsman, probably he would probably about might be my age back when he used to go. Be, he used to be determined to, t- he, he, you know, he had Carol Quigley books and Nesta Webster books, and he was in the this and that, and you know the, the, the um, hollow hoax and stuff like that. He, he, this is in the like literally early eighties. He did a road trip before he passed away, all through Scotland. He was saying that he had to seek permission of the Lord of the land to drive into where he knew there was going to be Phoenician obelisks and statues and things like that. He said that you're not going to just be able to see them as a normal tourist unless you know they're there and go and ask permission, oh, can I drive in there and have a look at it? Because I've made sure an awful lot of your old history has been bought off by um, lords, you know, multi, 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 multi-millionaire lords that um, 
made all their money on chemical weapons in World War One and prior, prior to that, I guess. Um, As we, you got we to kind of know. Visit the gravesite in Glasgow on, on a big hill next to the cathedral, and uh, yeah, you. Uh, uh, in addition to uh, uh, just a regular crosses as a gravestone, there, there were also a lot of them had uh, an obelisk on there as well. So I wondered yeah. if that yeah, that, that might be Masonic or something. So you, yeah, you did I, see I, I a would couple say, of Masonic I, I, uh, shops there as well. Well, you, so, <laughs> well, it goes back to ancient Egypt with the obelisks yeah. and, and probably and, and be probably before I would say, but they're obsessed with that imagery. That's for sure, and we're getting it pushed in front of our. We've had it. From sixty-two onwards, with NASA um, yeah. ramming ramming the obelisk via, via the form of rockets rocket, yeah. into your psyche, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and, 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 and there was also a very big one on the. Yeah. You're, uh, you're listening to interesting conversation. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. This is noise level, uh, Perth, WA. And you're listening to Fake Collars Radio at fakecollars.com. Oh, my God. What a fantastic person to have suddenly bumped in to do a bumper, the great noise level, who did a huge amount of shows with myself and Rollo and uh, Velocet. And uh, where is he? He should come back. He'll be loving things at the moment. That's all I know. Anyway, I'm on here with Silas Speaks and Wandering Monster on the 13th of January, 2024. Uh, discussing the esoteric architecture and histor- hist- histor- history of ancient Britain with Silas Speaks, who is definitely the expert on this subject. So, Silas, um, sorry to have interrupted what you were talking about, the Scottish man connection, but if you, or Irish man, was it man in Ireland? I think it was Scotland. If you can, you can just keep talking, I shouldn't interrupt. No, you you have a uh, man in MacLear as well, which is the, the Irish version of the the, the god Mano, or the man in MacLear literally means the son of the sea. But it's it's quite interesting because the the logo as well of uh, the Isle of Man you, is the the Trichelion, uh, which is linked to the Triketra. Again, there it's a Celtic symbol, but it's it goes beyond even the Celtic. Uh, the Celts. You you see, for example, uh, down in the south of England, you'll have typically, uh, funnily enough, it's in mostly the churches in Devon and, and that those areas. I know because I, I went down there. Um, I saw it firsthand. You'll see three hairs uh, within the same sort of Trinity pattern, and they showcase. This is this this is H I R E S H R. A R E S hairs with long ears that are in the moon type of thing. Hairs, rabbit, rabbit imagery. You're talking about. Yes, is, yes. Is that, is that we? Yep. And, and funnily yes, enough, extremely. You, yep. God, sorry. Oh, funnily enough, you see that as far as uh, China, uh, even you know, um, 13th century uh, Mongolian carvings show show that same uh, imagery, and of course, all you know, in between uh, between England and China, you you see. That that uh, those three hairs everywhere. Uh, funnily enough, you there's I looked into this. So you, for example, there's a Germanic riddle that states three hairs sharing uh, three ears, yet every one of them has two. Um, of course, as well, Deuteronomy thirty two eleven, the Song of Moses, 
uh, as an eagle that stirreth up her nest, hovereth over her young, uh, spreadeth... Uh, Yes, and it, it gets on to that later on within that passage regarding hares, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, and, and funnily enough, within uh, the wooden synagogues in the Ashkenaz uh, region uh, in Germany, uh, between the 17th and 18th century, you, you see the same imagery of these rotational hair, these hairs within a rotational motion. Um, of course, it's denoting the wheel, right? Um, what about the what about the what about the so the moon? It's the, the hair and the moon's huge. But I think that's Chinese, isn't it? The um, yeah, you know, when you look at the moon, you've got the hair. Now, does anyone know? Me and Ab have been for years sharing. We're sitting. I'm sitting out in my backyard in Sydney. Uh, sorry, south north mid north coast. He's in Canada. And we've got full moons both on our um, in different angles on our, you know, up in the sky. Now his his rabbit or hare has got a completely different angle to my one at the same time, which th- would denote there's some there's an angle. So you know, is he on a different part of the area, or or does the does the moon rotate as far as we're looking at it? Do you know? Does anyone know? That part, because I'm telling you, I'm not very sciencey. I'm not like <coughs> some of the experts on uh, fake Hollywood, SMJ, be, be told. Um, does the moon rotate its face? It keeps facing the same way to us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's tidally locked. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it's tidally locked, yeah. but would that? I was just thinking, if they had the three hairs, would that be indicating positions of the, the, the face of the moon? I, I, look, I, I might be uh, just jumping at. Anyway, you keep going. Um, no, it certainly could. It certainly could. Funnily enough, this links with uh, the androgynous agenda because within oh. both the the Hebraic tradition and I'm sure within even medieval Europe, it was the hair was considered to be hermaphroditic, that it, meaning it, it produced without you know sexual intercourse. Oh, so the hair. That, well, there you go. Yeah, that's what it was believed. So again, that links with the hermaphroditic agenda that goes all the way back to Atonism and Akhenaten, and even oh, further look, back. Look, there's no, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, that's, I think that's all we have to look at as being the the most common d- d- agenda on all fronts of mm-hmm. um, the, the, the mainstream beliefs is is uh, the two become one. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, non. <laughs> Oh, for sure, and, that, and that, no bigger in the last twenty-five years than the nine-eleven when you had the two towers collapse and then one go up in its place. I mean, that's just right, right in your face. Two become oh, that, one. Well, that, that, yeah, exactly. The, the, the idea as well. You know, even the the, tri, the trichelion. You see it within the flag of Sicily too. Funnily enough, that that same trichelion pattern. But that that idea of the hairs, the three hairs. Uh, that idea of the one in three and the three in one, and you even see it with mm. the musketeers, you know. Uh, that, all, for that one, idea. all for one, one for all, all yeah. for one, one for all. And there's, yeah. there's obviously yeah. three of them, and then at the end, uh, four, I, I believe there's four. So, again, that <laughs> I think you'll find Dumas. Do, I think you'll find uh, Alexander Dumas was a uh, high level Mason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or, yeah. Or, uh, just, just by coincidence. Yeah. 
just by coincidence. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, look, everything we read and all the every. So I'm just going to go through. You can hear that. This, this is what you hear in this country. That noise. It's these insects that just have to rub their legs together and make high pitched um, sounds. Well, I'm just kind of walking in and out of doors. There you go. Keep going. Sorry about that. I just had to have a cicada interlude. Essentially, the, that that idea that even we see within nine eleven is linked yep. to essentially existence itself. You know, you see it with, uh, for example, leave the world behind. The stag's horns. Yes. Of the head of the stag and the stag's horns, which creates that Y shape. Essentially, it's yep. the same thing that we see with the Trinity. So the the within the Kabbalah, it'd be within the Sephiroth, it'd be the Keter. Or God being divided into, you know, bifurcated into two, right? Cut in twain, um, you know, into the Hulkman, the Bina, or the, the, the wisdom and the understanding. We would yeah. know it as. When you say, when you say Bina, when you say Bina, is that B I N A R, Bina, like. No, no, B I N A H. I think okay. would be the anglicized. Something I've, well, there's something I've learned today. Although they say, you know, they say, I've been listening to a few different um, fairly deep uh, shows lately, and it was, it was Wayne McCroy doing this thing and said that with Kabbalah, it doesn't matter how it's spelt or how whatever, it's, if it sounds the same, it is the same. And we've got to look at all of these words that are, Phonetically, and I brought up night before with Canaanite, you know, if you spell it phonetically, you've, you've basically everything like binar and binar and binary probably have some kind of link. And is it Crowley that said, if you don't understand word etymology, you're not going to ever understand anything that he's written yes. or has anything to do with. Oh, the yeah. breakdown yeah. of... Um, that's why, I, that's why I try and break down all of it as well. It's because mm. well, when so it's, you, good. it's good when you get someone else doing it, and you can because you, uh, it'll pop into my head and go, "Hang on, it's something else." It will do something. Yes, Mark, you need Mark two or three. Also, uh, makes a lot of points about oh, yeah. the, the green language and mm-hmm. uh, how similar the yeah. sound of words is. That's like yeah. the language. Yeah, it sounds. It looks like it's like that. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, I'm a big fan. There's also that other guy. They're all behind paywalls now. You just like, and I mean, my favourite um, math guy would be Marty Leeds. But I've seen nothing because you've got to pay to listen to all the stuff now. And uh, I just, I've never been one to pay for stuff. But I like trying. Mark is free still, right? What's that? Sorry, Mark Marty Leeds. Free, right? Oh, okay. Uh, he may well be. I. I, I, I Apart from imitating him every now and then, um, I don't um, listen to him. But he, he, he is, he's, <laughs> there's little doubt that the guy knows his stuff. Yeah, little doubt. Much. And, 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 yeah, I, I'm very kind entertaining. Of going through the back catalogue at the moment, so I've got like a, I'm a hundred episodes oh, in well, uh, good. almost. Yeah, yeah, good, well, good, good a, luck. A lot of different uh, things about Kabbalah, um, Masonic things, oh. and uh, yeah, well, if you don't know the Kabbalah streams, yeah. well, it's like well, let's look at the word you know Kaaba, then then there's the word cube, which is Kaaba. It's yeah. spelt. It's it's it, everything's in front of your face. You just got to open your brain up and don't go 
with what we were told at school. There's rules in English language. Throw that out the window and just go with phonetics and whatever comes out, the sound that it makes when you say it. Anyway, sorry, I'm going to stop and let uh, Silas keep talking there. Um, oh, no, I was just going to say as well, ka- Kaba Ila, which is the Semitic. <clears throat> Kaba Ila. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Semitic for cube god, the god of the cube. The god, god, of, the, god of the cube, yep. Or the cube yep. could be the, the sort of material, the symbol for the material world. Yeah. <clears throat> Funnily enough, uh, I, I posted there. So, of course, you have the outline of a, a sort of rabbit. Um, looking upon, it looks like a cube or a square, um, you know, outlined within, I believe that's the southern hemisphere, uh, as we see the, yep. the moon. Um, funnily enough, within the, Ma- the Mayan moon goddess, the, oh, I forget the Chinese, um, uh, moon god. But anyway, they, they are all depicted as, as, uh, as rabbits or hares, um, you also have, I believe you have a, a hares who, a, a species of hares that stare at the moon. I, f- I forget what they're called now. Um, but I, I, that probably ties in with this and how this mythology developed. But the moon itself, if you look at the Orphic tradition and a lot of the Western and Near Eastern esotericism, even the, you know, uh, Buddhism and uh, Hinduism, you see the moon is symbolized as that gateway into oblivion, into the realm of Yama. The Buddhists also believe it's the way out as well. Um, So the moon is held in high regard within the Eastern tradition. Within the Western tradition, it's seen as a, not as an evil symbol, but as a symbol that, you know, is of oblivion. It's a symbol... um, you know, as well of, of, of the creation of life. It's tied to the cycles uh, of that women uh, endure. It's tied to pregnancy. Well, well, okay. Well, it's, it's, it's a, it, you just hit the nail on the head there. It's a, it's completely associated with women and their, um, the menstrual cycles that, that, you know, the, the amount of, um, uh, moons we get per month. Uh, over a year or whatever, is it 13? I'm not sure, but is it, can you find me any ancient religion that does not hold the moon up as extremely important? Um, obviously the sun's more, more, you know, well, more well known. Apollo, um, it's Ra. It's always the masculine and feminine, right? Uh, masculine and feminine, yeah. So which is your duality, which is, which is, your, Polar opposites depicted yeah. everywhere. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- that's right. So you've got your two, be- two become one, two people, pr- uh, you know, create one child. The, the the logo of the Masons is straight out sex. I mean, that's a woman's legs out, you know, up in the air, and the man coming uh, uh, entering from the top. That's the, the Israeli, the Star of David is basically the Masonic as well, you know. Um, the whole thing of reproduction, and I do urge anyone that hasn't looked into them, even though I do believe he got it from uh, Glenn Keeley, but Alan Watts' three books um, the, um, that he, you, you, when you get them, they're just basically photocopies attached from a ring binder, but they're very, very good. But apparently he got a fair bit of it from Glenn Keeley, according to some, you know, uh, 
other people out there. But either way, they are great information. Really, really good. And they, I think it only costs about $30 to get them. Uh, if, if Melissa's doing it, I imagine she still is. Highly recommend it. I don't know if you've seen them, Silas. Um, oh, yeah, I've, I've got um, them, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got them? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, there's some really good stuff there. Uh, you know, he's obviously get, get, got his information from um, uh, uh, Keely and, of course, the guy. That they, they, apparently, there was one room that they were both kind of, they didn't want people to be reading much. They, they, they kind of took the um, gloss of where they got their information from, and it was um, the, the teachings of all ages by Manly P. Hall, Manly Palmer Hall. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think Alan Watt certainly mentioned Manly Palmer Hall a couple of times, but, you know, really interesting. If you've got that book, I mean, you could sit there and that, that would be the only book, you, if, you, if you go onto a desert island and that was I, the last, you only needed one book, that would be the book you'd take. I'm in the middle of the that right teachings now. So, uh, it does have oh, a lot yeah, of well, Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And the artwork in it is awesome as well. I've got a good, like an old copy of it, like a good copy of it. Uh, with all the, the that, incredible... uh, a lot of interesting things about uh, like the, the Zenith and uh, yeah, the, the cycles uh, going well, through it... the year and yeah, how everything yeah, yeah, well, which is symbolism corresponds and... to uh, our natural cycles. Yeah. That's what it all, to me, I, I think basically they just hijacked through the Kabbalah, and or maybe the Kabbalah was a, initially a good thing. They hijacked nature and weaponized it um, yeah. using all the same numbers and figures and, and kind of demonized it. If that's a, and that would be the great description of it, demonized it. That everything we're seeing is nature, but the, you know, like six 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 is the number of the atom, or, the, or, or, or of um, it's, it's the, that is the number of man. Yeah, we've had it, we've had the all nature turned around and made us to look evil, and um, so not to look into it and to stay away from it, even though it's just cycles and patterns. And thirty three obviously is you know very moon ish, you know, and. Um, as I said, you know, every every caliber of a of any ammunition is a magic number. There's not a single uh, from twenty two three oh three to seven six two to um, forty five caliber. It's all the same numbers adding up. You know, sixes and nines. Yes, uh, everywhere. Well, it's everywhere. So how, how long has this been going on for? Last year, by the way, I, I was also in Barcelona last year, and then uh, we visited wow. the, the Sagrada Familia, and that's that's uh, church, uh, that cathedral is also filled with all sorts of symbolism. Uh, it, uh, yeah. It's more modern, of course, because they're still building it. But on the side, I found a little magic square. It's like uh, a square with. Uh, Four rows and four columns uh, containing all sorts of numbers, and in every which direction you uh, uh, added the numbers, it always added up to thirty-three. <laughs> it was uh, pretty <laughs> it's special. That's incredible. So, isn't it? It, it was hilar- hilarious discovering that, and most people would just walk right by, who wouldn't know what it is. But if you well, that's a wonderful thing about tra- yeah, about being awake and aware and traveling when you know this. 
Um, it's like it, a every, Da Vinci every, Code in real life. You just keep discovering. All oh, this for sure. Well, that's exactly what it is. But Da Vinci Code was just like your well, it, it hijacked. Um, sorry, I'm just making a little bit of noise. It hijacked really good information and then had, um, you know, one of the worst B-grade actors ever, you know, playing a detective role. And then I think Tom Hanks was in one of them as well. You know, like you got two really yeah, dodgy actors yeah. smearing incredible interesting information of old cathedrals and the, the old, um, yeah. sc- sc- particularly the Scottish one. Uh, Silas, have you been to the Scottish, um, what's it called? Um, Rosalind Chapel. Rosalind Chapel. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, yeah. Fantastic. And what did you think? Did you have a dig around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The symbolism there is rather apparent. You see the green man as well everywhere. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Why would that be there? That's more of a pagan symbology, isn't it? Or where does that come from? You're listening to Silas, Wandering Monster and Rick. Listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. You're listening to Silas Speaks, Wandering Monster, and Rick on the 13th of January on the uh, Talking about interesting stuff. And I'm telling you now, if we're to do a podcast just based on this information, uh, you'd be, we'd be nailing it because um, there's so many people are into this stuff now. It was a very obscure subject, uh, you know, having, you know, roamed around this era, era this kind of stuff for 40-something years. Um, not many people were really, really into it, but now it seems to be there's a huge uh, awakening. And even my young son, 17, he's getting TikTok Stuff and he seems to actually know an awful lot of stuff all of a sudden that's getting sent to him via X and TikTok. And I say X meaning tweet, uh, Elon Musk's um, Twitter, which I've never, ever, ever, ever been on. Anyway, uh, Silas Speaks, carry on with your uh, conversation. Well, I was just going to mention on uh, the Sagrada Familia, funnily enough, I. Mm. Ages ago, I may still have the notes somewhere. Um, there was a famous painting or engraving rather called Melancholia by uh, Albrecht Durer. And, um, yep. funnily the enough, wood, the woodcutter was he, a, yeah. he was the wood, yeah, yeah, he was a, he he was a an occultist as well. So, funnily enough, he has a similar numerical magic square to the one that we see within obviously the Sagrada Familia. But I believe the the not it's been ages since um, since I looked at. Of course, there's there's words there's Hebrew words hidden and hidden in the numbers, of course, as well. But funnily enough, it all seems to add to thirty four, I think, um, which obviously links with that idea that we find we find within the the Zohar, the Kabbalah. 
uh, book where, you know, um, the, 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 the panultimate and the ultimate letter of the Hebrew, uh, alphabet, which also can be, is also their numerical system, uh, which has obviously the, the, um, the values of 300 and 400. At the point, at the primordial point of Genesis, those letters or numbers were combined. So it established this, you know, seven. 300 plus 400, which is 700, or 3 Se- plus seven. 4 is 7, yeah. 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 Uh, again, I know there's someone out there who will be almost falling off his uh, couch if he's lying on there smoking a joint, that the number 7, the 7 code, and uh, Dave J, Dave mm-hmm. J, would... Be very interested in that one. But yeah, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, that, that goes back to all of the various demiurgic symbols that we see. So for example, you'll always see these demiurgic or again, crater or craftsman uh, deities. They will typically be at the head of, uh, you know, a, 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 a fleet of, uh, you know, a reign of chariots, you know, uh, of, of chariot horses. And they will, they will be the seventh point amongst the six horses. Ideas such as that. Yep. But of course, if you look at that from a bird's eye view, that creates a sort of triangular shape, which is the generative symbol and what have you. But on the Sagrada Familia, yep. interestingly, uh, all of the numbers can be summed within a ge- geometrically uh, symmetrical manner uh, to 33. And of course, I believe there's a staircase there with 33 steps and uh, next to mm. that magic square, you have the the divine union, I believe, yeah. between um, man and woman. Again, they're sort of yeah. conjoined. Again, that all goes back to Kabbalah and the the Adam Kadmon, the primordial man, and again, the reason for the hermaphroditic agenda, the androgynous agenda. That's uh, again, it's a perversion to of become one. yeah, to become one. Yeah, that idea. Or, also or something three. I noticed there, uh, the the Sagrada Familia has a, a bunch of towers on, on top, and like uh, one had a very distinct uh, star-shaped uh, decoration on on it. And I, yes. I was looking at it, and hey, that that's like the the star, which is of uh, that says the tower facing the north side of this church. So that might be Polaris, and if you go inside. Uh, the the seats uh, for the for the people are also facing that side of the church. So you you are basically praying towards uh, Polaris to the, the pole star. So there's yes, may, might be some absolutely. symbolism in that as well. Kind of oh no, thing. certainly that's well that would be the sort of center of it all. And of course, with I believe the little dipper and the big dipper, as they turn around Polaris, it forms again the swastika or the suastika, the good being as it's uh, called within Sanskrit. So again, yes. this this is where the suastika comes from. Uh, yeah, funnily, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I, oh, I, it's been ages since I looked at, Sagrada, uh, at the Sagrada Familia, but uh, yeah, they have the, the sort of star icons at the, or, or statues right at the top of the, the, the towers. Um, I forget, yeah, I forget how many in number I it might, it might be seven. It might also link with the Pleiades or the Seven Sisters, which yeah. is well, that's, 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 that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the, guaranteed. The doves, like the dove is for Colum, I, uh, I think yeah. it, it was. So yeah, 
And yeah, the inside, dove. Bomb, you, yeah. you also mentioned the masculine and feminine. It was also represented uh, where on both sides you have entrances mm. on the east and the west, but the, yeah. the, they also had a, a statue on the inside of the entrance, and that was a, a male and a female, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, so the, the, those were on both sides uh, facing each other uh, in a way yeah. like that. Well, well that's also, uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. also, there at the four corners were, uh, yeah, uh, inscriptions, uh, yeah, ref- referring basically to the lists, uh, like uh, Luke, Mark, uh, all those four. And I, what I've heard is all those four also can symbolize the four seasons. And yeah, well, if you look at the the stained glass windows, they all had uh, depictions uh, in sort of. Thematic colors and uh, yeah, they, those also could be for the four seasons because one was like a very warm red, reddish color. The other was green for like spring uh, and another one was blue for more uh, of a winter kind of look. So yeah, you can also interpret it, everything. Uh, yeah, looking at the, at the seasons and the, and the cycle of the year. So there was much more to it than just yeah, the ordinary Christian decorations, if you will. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's it's entirely it's a like everything we see nowadays with all of the the various modern architecture. It's all very um, you know capitalistic or esoteric. But yeah, you're you're totally correct on the east and west that idea, which also links with Boaz and Yakin. Of course, the yeah. feminine is that of severity or Boaz strength, and Yakin or he who establishes as kindness or. Um, the the male aspect, both of them combined. Is, is there any is there is there any other imagery other than the J and B? And uh, when you look when you look back on uh, so many businesses and uh, you know even whiskies and things like that, J B. There's it's literally everywhere. J, you know J B mm-hmm. is a brand. Um, you know it's it's there still in advertising. If you I saw this incredible book one day. I was. I was very lucky enough to work for this kind of a global company that did industrial design, and they had an incredible library of for their you know workers on symbology. One was a great big Italian book on symbology, like every logo you've ever seen, every uh, uh, every aspect or every. Um, Different type that was similar on each page. It would have like the moon and the, you know, the sickle or the moon and this and the, or, or the Pleiades, which is what's the car company? I didn't realize that there's one of the, I'm always on about car logos, uh, automobile logos. And I think uh, there's one that is the Pleiades right in front of your face. And that's, um, uh, a Subaru, uh, I think you talk about. Subaru. Subaru is, yes. yeah, that's right. Subaru is Pleiades. Uh, the one thing that really confused me, though, the was one called uh, the Holden logo, which is a lion of a company that's got been shut down now. It's Australia's car company. And I had the, what you call one of those weird synchronicities. I, I, I needed to, I asked for help out there you know, like I needed to buy a van and, you know, was there was one in this particular car yard and I was literally praying, you know, is this the right one to, to get? And I went into the went into the sales 
salesman and the salesman said, I'll take you for a drive. And we were driving around the corner and we started talking about masks. You know, this was in the middle of COVID three years ago. And next thing you know, he said, oh, so what about this and that? And he, then he, t- he turned around and said, do you think any planes hit the towers in 9-11? I went, nah. And we just got on like a house on fire. And he was a studier of astrophysiology, astro, uh, what's it called? What was it called? Astrophys, it's the same stuff as, um, oh, what's that really? There's an Australian that does it. Um, uh, the Italian sounding name. Astrotheology. He's gone a bit mad. Astrotheology. And he explained that the, the logo for Holden was actually a star pattern manifested by using a line. So, in actual fact, the only one that I could find that I didn't think was a star pattern was, in fact, a star pattern using the sun and a lion's head, which is what Holden was. Um, it's now, it doesn't, it ceased to be. It doesn't exist anymore as of about two years ago. So, it's incredible. Like when people say, mm, you know, this stuff's fine, but it's not really around anymore, it is everywhere. And I, you yeah. cannot sit in a car with me. Driving down any road without a vehicle going past me or a building with a corporate logo, and I'm sitting there staring at it and pointing, and you know, because once you wake up and you see all the stuff, it is so much in your face now, more, probably more so than ever has been on the whole history of this planet, um, because we've got um, corporate entities in every country now that have um, taken over. Mm. Be it banks, be it um, you know uh, oil companies or whatever, every one of them has the same old, 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 old logos, very much in your face. Um, it's, it hasn't gone away, and it's probably bigger than it's ever been. Uh, anyway, keep going, Silas. Move on to whatever subject you would like to talk about. Oh no, I was. Uh... Yeah, no, you're, to- you're totally correct. The, the Pleiades as well even is, is found within uh, Bowie's Black Star, which I'm almost finished uh, my analysis on, uh-huh. but yeah, it's, it's there that as well. That was yesterday. Was two, sorry, two days ago was his birthday, and he released that album. So what, what, what's your opinion on David Bowie? Is it, um, you know, because that album came out, and... Sadly, I was a Bowie fan. You know, I've been around for you know, a few years. I thought that he'd lost his that whatever was creating all the great songs, or whoever was writing them for him, which is what I actually do believe now. He he was kind of a nobody for so many years in between, um, say, Scary Monsters and and seventy nine, which I put up there as being one of the great albums out there. Nothing he did between that and then his very last one, Black Star, which I do believe is about the flaming star, um, nothing to do with um, uh, what, what some people said it means. He died the same day. Sorry, he was born the same day as Elvis, and Elvis had that song, um, Blazing Star, or was it, was it Blazing Star? And last week I was pretending to imitate um, uh, uh, Lee Marvin who sang a song, I Was Born Under a Wandering Star. Mm-hmm. And it's the same logo, the wandering star. It's that uh, the flaming star and the black mm-hmm. star. It's all the same. I'm not, I don't think, is it satin? I don't think so. I think it's, an, it's or it means something else. Um, it's, uh, well, the, the black sun is found throughout the esoteric 
Um, George Pataille writes about it. He calls it, he doesn't call it the black star he, or the black sun. He calls it the, the solar anus, which essentially is, uh-huh. is the idea yeah. of, um, the, the, like what you see with the, very, again, the wheel. Crowley, very Crowley-ish too as well. He was big on that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, very much. I mean, that idea of the wheel as well. And of course, as we see with the Sator, a magic square or Sator Arepo Tenet Opera Rotas or ultimately he who is without, this is the translation he who is without uh, a knowledge of good or evil or who is nihilistic or, who's bo- or who is both of the light and the dark establishes or sows uh, or pardon me, manipulates the wheel with skill right, right. that idea um, yep. so Again, he who is both of light and dark ensures that the wheel maintains itself. And this is where I get into this notion of the difference between God and the Lord. So the Lord is that of dualism. God is that of oneness. It's like what we see with the Trinity. The oneness gets divided into the duality, right? And of course... As we see, if you look at any anywhere, any, any angle on, say, I don't know, the three hairs or the trichelion or what have you, you will find a rotation, but it, you will you will view it in like a funnel shape going from oneness to duality. And it constantly turns itself around and around and around. Again, this it, it gets pretty deep into uh, the esoteric, well, can, can fundamental I, overarching. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll that, well, there's one common thing in pop music, and and I think Alan Watt kind of this is the Scottish Alan Watt, not this is pseudonym Alan Watt. He brought up a thing about song titles and uh, hypnotism and things like that. And we've had nothing, and I named about 15 songs once. You know, it's probably I probably posted it onto one of the psychologist sites. It's mm-hmm. gone now. There is a constant meme in pop music of round and round, spinning, spinning, spinning. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's everywhere. There's so many songs, bouncing balls, rotating. Uh, so that they seem to, in your head subconsciously or subliminally while you're driving in your car, you've been getting these kind of archetypical memes into your head just by song titles alone. Oh yeah. And when you mentioned the hairs and the spinning, it's it's I can see that straight away. Just with pop culture, which is my thing, you know, that, that I've kind of spent a lot more time talking about. That um, we've had all of those this, the, the deep esoteric stuff you're talking about that very few people have ever heard of before, guaranteed. But if you align it with song titles that you've been listening to oh, for yeah. the last forty, it's fifty everywhere. years. It's the, it's the same stuff. Yeah, it is exactly the same stuff. There, there is yeah. there is a degree that there's a degree of uh, veracity to the idea that they acknowledge God within their transgressions, because I I don't know maybe it's a natural or universal law that they have to, so they have to acknowledge the higher forces at play. Though the the attempt as to part of it, a calm, is it you think it, you think it's a karmic thing or is it something? That, I don't know. I don't know. I, it? I, it could be karmic, or it, it, it merely could be the rules of the game that we're in. Because as we see within, I the, think uh, the so. Game. Yeah, I, I, I actually would agree with that. 
that's my kind of thing that I've picked up on that there's that you know they actually tell you you get told the stuff but you're not mm. aware of what you're listening to or you're, you're yeah your your silence is consent your your ignorance is uh, mm. is there your, your ignorance is they're, they're past to say yeah okay well yeah. You, you, we told you we told you this but you chose not to to ignore everything and mm-hmm. that's probably a very uh, an ancient thing of um, and I do believe it's, it clears their conscience. Yeah, it's also maybe a thing that they they uh, well they know they're bound by nature by God by creation. Yeah, play by the they, rules. They, they, they're they kind of want, by want the to rules. fight fight it. You know, yeah, they, they mm. are uh, playing by the rules that they get think. away from it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's a, it uh, seems to be a the, game. Yeah. Mm. If you take the Black Star video clip from David Bowie, uh, I don't know yeah. Silas if you uh, watched that, yeah, uh, or yeah, not. But that that does uh, also contain a lot of dark uh, occult imagery in it, and they also mock. Uh, oh. After the break. I'm Delacroix. I'm Ashika. Dave George. Cody from Memphis. Silver Bay. Chris from Hoaxbusters. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. And you're listening to Wandering Monster and Silas Speaks doing some incredible conversation. And Rick on the 13th of January 2024. So keep going, Silas. Yes, sir. Sorry, was it Wandering Monster that was talking? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, they both, yeah. David Bowie's Black Star video clip does uh, occur, contain some occult uh, symbolic uh, symbology in it. For example, well, well, there are also mocking, mocking the Jesus he's, he's... Uh, on the cross with a, yeah. a straw man on the on the cross, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. also what a terribly something. depressing, depressing, depressing song. And the imagery was just it terrific. Is, yes. I, I I was a Bowie fan. Um. And I remember listening to that, and, and, and every year, or sorry, every four years, Bo would release an album. He did a, an act with a, with a band called Tin Machine with a couple of um, New York guys, and everyone was going, oh, this is great stuff. And I was going, no, it's not. It's nothing like anything that he did in the 70s. It's the stuff that he was doing in the 70s. But he had Eno, and he had... Um, you know, incredible backup, you know, guys like Rick Wakeman that was everything, everything tuneful that you heard on a Bowie song, particularly Life on Mars, that was Rick Wakeman who came up with all that music. It was nothing. He was just a, a great model looking, you know, he, he had the looks. He was being told what to do. He had a handler from America, his, his wife, Angie. He was... um living in an extremely huge mansion that no uh, unemployed musician could have even afforded to buy the pay for the rent for the letterbox, let alone the, the house. So he was a made-to-be person. And as he took his name from Bowman from the, the, the 2000 month Space Odyssey. It's a DB logo. He, he, he stole the whole and used the man who fell to earth, um, which is the archetype of Satan, and angels crashing to earth. Everything about Bowie was uh, contrived, but um, I was always disappointed everything he did after Scary Monsters, which, again, I I, I do hold up as a great album. The last one, Black Star, was just the most depressing 
miserable thing with full of esoteric imagery though. Absolutely crawling with it. Um, but there's, yeah. And then you're doing a breakdown of it. That's interesting. I'll be very, I'll be watching every bit oh, of that one. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm about a minute. So most, again, like most of these short videos, most of, you know, like I pet goat as well. But you, you see most of the symbolism occurs within the oh. first 30 or 40 seconds. So I'm yeah. about a minute 50 into it. It's about seven minutes long. Um, and <laughs> funny that. most of the themes are, because it's so short, most of the symbolic and esoteric themes are sort of conveyed within the, again, as I've stated, the first 40 seconds. So I've wrote about, God, about 50 or 60 pages just on the first minute and a <laughs> yeah, you know, I believe that. I believe because it. Because there's so much. Yeah, it's there's it's so literally, much. It, yeah, it's That's literally jam packed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything man. in that in that in that video is absolutely jam packed with high level esoteric deep meaning. The the song itself is absolutely banal. Bore, it's actually depressing. I, I, I would say. Um, oh yeah. Oh, it's, know, it's, it's a very strange song as well. Yeah, the oh, time yeah. signature is. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, oh God, I looked. I'm a bit of a musician as as well. I looked at the, the you know, the musicality of the piece. Key progressions and the, key, um, the prog pro chord progressions. Yeah, there was something very strange about. Uh, there was something very strange about the the chord progressions. Yeah, the numerical values oh. of them. So when you're writing a chord progression within the the scale. You you take the chords based on the scales. So for example, uh, you know, uh, you you might have a scale where uh, a certain chord progression sounds good. You'll take the first, third, fifth, seventh, you know, notes of that scale and you know translate it into the chords, which will then produce yeah. a sort of, um, you know, a, a, a sort of flow. To that idea within or that section within the piece of music, and then the chords may resolve. There's some parts of that song where you 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 hear very dissonant uh, chord resolves. You'll as, as well. There's something to do with the time signature too, but I I totally forget it now. Um, mm. I actually had to get my my, bro know, my brother's a drummer, so I had to get him. To, to sort of fill me in on what was going on with the percussion <laughs> of the piece, but yeah, yeah it does sound. Well, there'll be there'll be there'll be something a bit atonal, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you, you just mentioned. Well, no, you, 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 um, the, the guy that was the highest level at um, who's uh, Theo Adorno. One of his ex things that he was an expert on was Zulu. Uh, sorry. Uh, not Zulu drumming, it was um, uh, drumming, African drumming where, where oh, yeah. it was controlling people's minds yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And he'd, he, in 62 or uh, 61 or 62, probably earlier, he had become an expert at, like, I think it was zombie drumming, they might have called it, where you were actually using drumming to put you into a trance um, just by the the drumming, and that's where so much of the Beatles stuff has that very complex um, drum techniques. That Ringo Starr was a competent jazz drummer that mm -hmm. was just being either told 
to, to do this by his manager who was getting fed info by, I would say, Adorno, 100%. Um, but it's the beat to a song is incredibly important. You don't you you don't know that, but they know that 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 um, you you'd be right. And having a brother that's a drummer would be fantastic, <laughs> um, a, a blessing, I would say, uh, Silas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What what were you saying, a wandering monster? Uh, yeah, some of the music uh, in that uh, song does sound a bit atonal, like they're not really mm-hmm. sticking to the the scale so much. Well, that's that, that, yeah, that's why I brought up. And, yeah, uh, yeah really that's why I brought up. Um, song. Yeah, that's why I brought up uh, Adorno because that was his. Uh, that's what he wanted. A tonal music was the Frankfurt Group's mm-hmm. way of bringing in the destruction of society and. Well, you burning s- it all down. And you br- see it today. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, 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 I believe it's called trap music or, um, I believe it's yep. called trap. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure, but a lot it's of funny it. That, it's like, is funny that. Sorry, Sorry the fact they call it trap. Sorry, the fact they call it trap music sounds a bit dodgy yeah. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. In many ways, it sounds dodgy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, a lot of it is just two, two notes. And they just move between the two notes like a pendulum, funnily enough. Yeah. And again, yeah. you like what you do see the dancers get in some some sort of trance that's depicted also in the video. Yeah, that looks very yes, efficient. yes. The yeah. well, well, that that actually links to the overarching theme of the Black Sun. So you, yeah. funnily enough, it links to, uh, and this may be controversial to some. If you look at uh, the Old Testament, the Yahweh character, which you may agree is the New Testament God or not. Um, he's, funnily enough, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Sometimes he's depicted... The, the jealous one. The, 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 the jealous, angry God versus the loving God. Yes. So, th- this Yahweh character, he seems to be described as, firstly, as radiant as the sun, or like the sun. And then another, uh, you know, throughout Exodus and Deuteronomy, he's described as, you know, dwelling in darkness, or his hiding place is the darkness, or he has dark clouds <laughs> which surround him. I could never understand that. I thought it was a contradiction. But when you understand the black sun, it becomes yeah. uh, totally, uh, you know, you can visualize it. So it's that idea of the duality, that this black yeah. sun is death. It's the, the Lord of death. The Lord of the Duat, uh, you know, every religion, every culture has their their vision of this, their version of it. Uh, you know, within the Egyptian culture, it'd be is Anubis. It, is, do you think it? Do you think it's Saturn? Uh, oh yes, yeah, Saturn, well, Saturn the what... father of time. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that also links with as well. Saturn was a Chthonic deity, which means all of these uh, demiurgic deities are Chthonic, right? These Lords of the yeah. Dead, these craftsmen. They all, and, and Chthonic means they're of the earth, but it can also mean that they're subterranean, which of course links with what we saw with in New York City just recently. Oh, um, yes. Now, 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 my son, yeah. my son had to point this out to me because I stay off mainstream media and there is um, <coughs> nothing that I've read in the last two days apart from one article about um, some kind of uh, stat, uh, tunnels underneath uh, 
uh, in uh, New York somewhere that people have discovered, and there's a, there seems to be a story appearing about that. I, I don't know. Do you know much about it? Yeah, I've I've looked at some of the videos and such, but I mean, this this is it's a it's a theme with um, a, a, lo- a theme. most of the Ashkenazi sects of Judaism. I I, I it seems yeah. so. For example, in Annapolis, which the synagogue there acted because Annapolis was essentially the center of the North American slave trade, and of course, both Jews and Christians were involved, but. Um, and Muslims. And Muslims. And, and Muslims as well, with the Trans Saharan slave trade, absolutely. And obviously yep. Yep. ferrying the yep. uh, or supplying as well the, the, the slaves to um you know, primarily Sephardic uh, Jews or conversos who then brought brought them to North America, primarily South America actually, but you know, somewhat to North America too. But in Annapolis in the synagogue there where the treasury was you also had a series of tunnels, right? No other yep. religion on planet Earth seems to do that. It seems to be only tunnels. a certain sect, a Kabbalist. Yeah, yeah. have you? Now, now, okay. So, so mm. if you've read Alan Watts' book, uh, I think the second book, and this is the one that he, they say that he got off Keeley, Glenn Keeley, who died the year exactly a year before Alan Watt. That um, these they call them dusky, dusty traders. This is ancient description of these yeah. traders that came out, <laughs> and they came out from under the ground, yeah, and uh, became traders. And and this, the, the the meme, or sorry, the I say meme, the legend is that they came out from under tunnel, like under the ground, and went round trading and and whatever they were trading and. Um, that seems to be, we've kind of found a link there on um it was, it's, it's you funny you mentioned that because within uh, Lothal and Harap the Harappan civilization you find the same tunnels <laughs> funnily enough so mm. again as as i trace it back i think the merchant class who became, who were interlinked with the priest class both of them are synonymous i yeah. i think it goes back to this worship of pashu pati which was the lord of all animals, who looks very much like Kernunos, or how we would look at it as Baphomet or Satan. Um, and this thing was worshipped. <laughs> and again, coincidence? Like the coincidence? Oh, I don't yeah. know about. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think so, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it just seems to be very coincidental. And then we got, you know, we look at OTO, you know, the um, auto temp- the, the, the ancient order of Asi- Asiatic Templars. I think that's what it yeah. actually comes out in, in English. And uh, same thing, you know, um, you know, you can trace, you know, uh, the banking system, the the whole money system, is being becoming forced onto the humanity via these particular um, traders. You know, the the, the of the Templars, uh, the Asiatic Templars. They say Asiatic, and I, which means to me, as far as I'm concerned, Himalaya, the Himalayas and up, up, up in those kind of regions that are still to this day very unknown. I don't know if anyone's yeah. been up there or you, have, you can't go that far. It's, it's, you know, it's, even fit people I know, they only got up to like you know, halfway into some of these mountains when they were 
without oxygen. I mean, it's it's been demonised as well, and I use that word uh, fairly um, broadly, that um, you can't go up Everest. You know, you, you'll die. You know, only one person got up there, and that was the on on, on the, the day of the Queen's coronation, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing. There'll be something in that name, Tenzing, as well, guaranteed. Um, but yeah, you know, just coincidence that you know we conquered that incredibly dark uh, region that no one knows about. China controls an awful lot of it as well, so it's very much not somewhere you can just go charging about and taking photos. But uh, I, I kind of have this kind of thing in my uh, psyche or my gut instinct mm-hmm. that that's where the real rulers of and planners. Uh, reside, whether we've seen them or not. And Adam Watt says this in his books. He he, he kind of says the, the, he, he doesn't refer to them as being humans. Uh, and I like the way in one of his last reduxes he was describing that these people are like insects. They're not. They don't follow our humanity type thing with sympathy and uh, yeah. uh, empathy. They have got one agenda and one thing, like an insect has. Like that's all it does. It's got that plan. It doesn't change its plan. An insect will just—that's all it does. It flies up a tree, rubs its legs together, reproduces, and kills other insects or whatever. Uh, These people that we're dealing with, they don't look like we do. I don't think that—and we can kind of—we saw that with COVID, that some of these politicians were almost not human looking that was signing up to these things where you can't go and no, they're, do a they're funeral possessed. or you... They're possessed by this, Pos- this demiurgic spirit. Uh, spirit or archetype or yeah, essence, yeah. And essence. essentially yeah. they... I mean, for example, you brought the the Ordo Templi Orientis but oh, oh, yeah. Orientis, yeah. Fun, funnily enough, in theosophy that's, I believe... That's what Blavatsky states. Uh, for, is the Great White Brotherhood or 100%, something like that? Yeah, yeah, the Great White um, Brotherhood. She says yeah. it. I, I was lucky enough to do a deceased estate, and I'm standing in my what I call my library now, in a room full of books. I I did a good friend of mine and I um, did a deceased estate clear out of his house, and she was an old um, member of um, the. Uh, Blavatsky's the, the, the Theosophists, which have a huge uh, influence in Sydney. It, it, Sydney was one of their big strongholds. To this day, and I'm not saying was, I'm saying still is, and I found all these amazing books and stuff, like this one, In Tune with the Infinite by R.W. Trine, which is definitely a fake name. Trine is a bit too mathematic just to have that as your surname. But... Um, I've got these books, like The Cosmic Voice. This is uh, from uh, July 1959, and it's one of the most important physical contacts ever made with space people, 1959. And this is, it's all published by, guess who? The Theosophists, and in um, that same street in New York where they set up the United Nations. It's just, it's in your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lucas Publishing. But what they do mm. put is that where their headquarters is is in India. It's yeah. not in New York, sorry. It's, yeah. it's it's in Madras, and they 
that they got Jesus comes again. He's on Mars at the moment. This is what they're saying in this thing. My journey with a flying saucer. Yeah. This is 1959, way before we got saturated with um, the the UFO stuff in the mid 60s, uh, or maybe just after you know the space thing. May, may I? Um, those. Mm. Go. Oh, sorry, Rick. Finish your point. You, yes. No, 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 no. I have no. I have no point. I'm just talking. I was going to mention on the the India the India thing. Uh, so the reason they're called Asiatics is it goes back to essentially the the Asuran, right? So Asura developed into Asua, which then the Egyptians called them the Asia, right? Or and where mm. where we get our term Asia from, right? Or the Greeks got their term Asia. So, so, so what would you say the region would be? I would say from basically Kashmir and the, the, the base of the Himalayas all the way down yeah. to the estuary of uh, the Indus. So all the way down to Sindh uh, and the tip of the Gujarat Peninsula. That's where these people, yeah. I think, came from. That's why they obviously yeah. find India so... Um, We've got a- You're listening to After the Break. <laughs> Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Saturday, the well, my Saturday in mid north coast of Australia, Saturday the thirteenth of January, twenty twenty four, and I'm telling you now, I listen to a lot of stuff, but this is up there with some of the best stuff you're gonna listen to, with some really good minds here. And uh, Wandering Monster and Solar Speaks, uh, they know their stuff, and I've been to these places. This is what I keep saying: you've got all these people giving opinions and saying this and that, but they've never been. So that Rosalind Chapel, I've never been to the giant churches in Spain and whatever. These two guys have. So this is a fantastic conversation. So carry on uh, on the Asiatic. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, so that's the why they're called the Asiatics throughout history. Even the Egyptians called them the Asiatics. Um, and of course, Ordo Templi Orientis, even the Templars. If they're a Christian organization, why would they, they be called the Templars? Right? Nah, and of course, exactly. we even have... Uh, I believe records from them, and uh, I have it somewhere in my library regarding their raiding or plundering of Solomon's Temple, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that formed the basis of the collateral, financial collateral. So they, for, so they stole the information, I would say. Yeah, they stole the gold as well. They stole Solomon's gold, if you yeah. will, right? Um, which goes back to the plundering of Egypt and all of that as well. But they stole that. It formed the basis of their banking empire, their central banking empire, which had developed in the Renaissance, the early Renaissance, and later on. It, it really stemmed from the Templars. They were essentially the main creditors of Europe uh, and and uh, the Near East at that time. But yeah, uh, so, uh, the order of the so, Templars. Sorry to interrupt, but I've got, if, you're, if you're hearing 
There's a, a huge flock of black cockatoos just flew above, telling me yeah, it's going to rain yeah. tomorrow. I yeah, I know now it's going to rain tomorrow. And I actually, I'm just changing the subject. I got told by someone, you know, that a convert to the global warming scam that no, these birds don't know what's going on. And I'm telling you, they will tell you they're only here because it's going to rain tomorrow. So um, we we need to listen to nature and follow nature's footsteps and uh, the, the 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 stuff. And don't listen to we have been demonised and and we've been told to you know nature's look at the cycles of everything. Look at everything. That's the most important thing we need to know is that there is a cycle, that we're here on a mathematical journey of cycles and truth. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. I I totally agree. And you see that, funnily enough, within that Leave the World Behind film where the the animals have a... Have you watched it? Have you watched it? I'm doing doing an analysis on it as well. (laughs) Actually, funnily enough, I'm about 40 (laughs) or 50 pages through the now. So, yeah. So, so how many have you done? 60 pages on the um, the other one, and uh, and now you've got 40 or 50 pages on that. So, you're going to be a very busy man. Oh yeah, well, you've been you've been you've been a very busy man. Trying to keep up with all. I've seen that one as well. It's just shook full of everything. Uh, Did you know that? What did you think? did you enjoy it? Somewhat. It wasn't the greatest movie ever, but uh, in terms of uh, being cramped with all sorts of hidden symbolism, it, it was just full of it. Uh, like the, the the white lion, the, sh- the ship that uh, hits mm-hmm. the shoreline. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, the, the, uh, apparently the first uh, ship full of slaves that uh, uh, came uh, to Yeah, America. exactly. So, yeah. And what's the date? Was it 1618? There's 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 a num there's a number that they for the radio station. That's that's a real well, blatant. Uh, 1619 me- megahertz. 1619. When changes the yeah. yeah, which is yeah. obviously the date. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard a few analyses of it from people, but I don't. Tr- to be honest, there's not a lot of people that I actually think are grabbing the exact stuff. No. Uh, Wayne McCroy, um, Hans Utter. Are guys that I've um, I hold up as you know if they tell me something I actually believe it. There are other people there that are doing it, and they'll they'll, they'll bring up other stuff about Taylor Swift and you know some someone that or some rap star did this. And yeah, that. and I was like, these all that is is the all it is is mainstream gossip conspiracy. Yeah, that takes you away from the real truth. Oh, no, it's it's good for the and the real truth is it? Yeah. The algorithm, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Ultimately, when you when you really do deep dives into this, it's clicks. Yeah, when you do deep dives into it, you lose a lot of people because, again, people don't don't, people don't want to know the stuff. And I said that to Dave J, you know, or you know, tried to. Only a, a fraction of the people that are walking on this planet today will get what you're saying. And I, I just with, you know, with a friend, I just uh, play a game like a spot the thirty trees in movies. But uh, further than that, I just because <laughs> he doesn't uh, take no, the time no, to really read into stuff. Or, uh, no, just, uh, but, but you've got to have this. You've got to have a desire. Yeah, you've got. Well, I, to be honest, wandering monster. I actually think that's not a bad thing to do. And I've said that to my uh, son and a few other people. I said, just if you see a thirty three, just 
slap yourself in the face every time you see it and and know that you were told to see that number and what, is, what does it mean and what, what's it indicating. But when it gets down to this kind of higher level stuff, and there's only one other guy out there, I think, um, that, uh, you know, he's got the Secret Sun podcast. Um, what's his name? Um, <coughs> I think he's American. He's that, that Secret Sun really is good. Uh, what's his name? He, he's been on all the good shows I listen to. Whatever his name is, uh, highly recommend going on to the Secret Sun, which is what basically um, uh, we were just talking about before with the Black Black Sun, the Black Star, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I, I do believe, though, and I need to know that there's a particular, the Black, the Flaming Star and that Wandering Star is all referencing a particular well, planet. The, I can't the remember one- which one. The wandering star as well. Yeah, no, it is. It is it's referencing a a planet. Um, I think. I think. I think it's really uh, discussing that idea of the processional cycle. But I may be incorrect there. Oh, that so. idea of the wandering star. Again, the the sort of uh, clockwork nature of it all. It, you know, it turns yeah. in a circle. It's the same. It's that same idea. But interestingly, with sixteen nineteen and sixteen eighteen too, um, that underpins what we see with the great dying on the eastern coast of North America, which essentially um, permitted English coloners, eh, colonists rather, to, colonists, to yeah. flood into these, these abandoned areas. So essentially what happened was uh, two years prior to the great dying in 1618, 1619, where about 90% uh, of the, you know, fortuitously 90% of the population, the Native American population oh, of that eastern seaboard, um, you know, the pole uh, up by uh, uh, Jamestown and further north, I forget where, it's, where <laughs> it is now. They they were all sort of, they just died, right? They got a form, they think it was a form of yellow fever and they just simply died. Do you think, on do you, now, but, now do you, do, I don't know if you've listened much to Look, I've done an awful lot of stuff with uh, Jan Irvin's, uh, well, one of his main contributors, Hans Utter, uh, you know, uh, contact or talking, contacting. They did shows, uh, sorry, ha, uh, sorry, Jan Irvin. He was uh, implying that there was, they were using um, mercury to poison wells and the, the mercury has been used for centuries and centuries and centuries to destroy populations. By flooding it into their drinking water and um, y- using that, and then saying oh, yeah. they were using something, you know, like, it had been masks. Well, no, they've done, they've, using, and that, they've done this for centuries. Yeah. Every every hundred centuries. years, uh, typically on the twenty first or the twentieth, uh, yeah, um, a year of that century, they will induce some sort of a uh, you know plague. So again, 20 mm. could be similar to the idea of zoo or zoo, which links to the abzu or the anzu. Um, so that, that idea of the owl, right? But as well. Uh, yes, yes. Now, now that's in your face. That I, I'll bring, I'll just have to bring this up. I, I don't know if you saw what I spotted the other day. Have you ever seen the logo for Tavistock? Yeah, the actual, yeah we, their, their we were mentioning that on the, the last podcast, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and so their eyebrows that they have on the top of the owls, 
Yes. Fits in perfectly with the Mazda, which is not mm. anything to do with the Japanese, really. Mazda is, is a sun god um, from a, a Norse. I think it's Norse or uh, one of those. No, no, a per- the, the, Persian Ahura Mazda, yeah. Her, it's Persian, mm. per, Ahura Mazda. And, and so his, and Ahura Mazda's arch enemy was, uh, what's his name? Oh, his Araman. name it was Araman. So Araman, now I have a number of, old books on demonology and um, the, the, the control of humanity via, um, it's, it's called Evil Angels. Well, one of the books I've got, Evil Angels. And it's written by, though, you'd think, you know, this sounds like a bit of a conspiracy book. It's written by the heads of uh, a number of big, big churches from, uh, be it um, uh, Orthodox or uh, even... Catholic and um, Protestant churches all wrote what they thought about spiritual warfare on humanity and what it meant and how dangerous it was and what it was happening. They all were different of different sects, if you can imagine that. Uh, is that the word to use? S-C-C-T-S. But they all said the same thing and named the same names. And Aramun was one of them. Uh, and so Mazda having that logo, which is blatantly an owl's eyebrows, watching you as you drive, and you're seeing that, and you've got your Toyota. And my my my, expo, my kind of wake up was <coughs> just the word Toyota spread out on a back of a Ute has the owl's face right in the middle of it. It's the O Y and O, and that is an owl staring at you, whether you know it or not. But that's what. It is, you know, and the Egyptians used it. It's been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries, and centuries you know, thousands and thousands of years for sure. But th- these logos are still in your face. They're not, they haven't gone away. The stuff we're talking about, uh, you know, a- ancient Britain and ancient um, uh, Scotland and Ireland and stuff like that, these same power logos are still in your face right now. They haven't gone away. They're being reused, I would say. Anyway, oh, sorry, I'm and, taking and over again. Maz- yeah. Mazda as well means, I believe, in Persian, it's something to do with either harmony or wisdom. So, again, it's that idea of harmony isn't unison, right? Harmony is not mm. a oneness, balance. it's not unison. Well, ba- yeah. well, harmony is a balance, balance between uh, between the conflict yeah. of uh, of duality. Again, it's that idea as well yeah. that Ahura Mazda couldn't be God because God is not harmony. God is oneness. God is, yeah. you know, something in unity. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same idea as we see with the Trinity. Oneness d- dividing into duality or God and the Lord or oneness and duality, that idea. But interestingly as well, um, when the Hindu religion seemed to develop into Zoroastrianism and all of the Persian religions, there was a flipping round of, or a, or a reversal of the Devas and the Asuras. So the Asuras became, um, you know, the, 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 the good deities within Zoroastrianism and then later on into the, you know, West Asia, Syria, uh, Canaan, all of that. And the devas, or the deities, the, where we get our word for God from, Deus, um, they yeah, all yeah, became yeah. evil. So it's, it's very interesting. You see within the, the sort of Middle East, 
uh, even as far as Anatolia and obviously Persia and the, the Hindu Kush, you see that idea that the devas are bad or God is bad and the asuras or the uh-huh. chaos is good. And this underpins yeah, really what we're up against here, which um, with... Oh, the, oh yeah, it's in, inversion. It's inversion, isn't it, of basically everything? Well, they, they worship chaos, essentially. So they, they are worshipping yeah. harmony. Well, look, it's, it's, is, yeah, it's yeah. in... that the, the Frankfurt School say that, though, in their books. And that's the, yes. uh, look, I have to still... I'll always give them credence here, but Jay Dyer read those books... And they are very big, very hard to get hold of, be told, guaranteed. Um, but his his translation or reading of um, the Frankfurt School's writings, be it um, Adorno up to the the top, they all say the same thing. At the very end, it's got to be chaos, and they've got to bring in what was it? What did they say? It was um, um, necrophilia. It was. It went. Back from pedophilia down yes. to necrophilia must be normalized, must yeah. be normalized before we can burn it down and build back better. And that's why you had all uh, those people saying the same exact thing, uh, you know, build BBB, build back better uh, through COVID. They knew what they were saying. They were sorry, they, they, sorry, they didn't know what they were saying. They were told to say that in their news cycle, they were, you know, you get um, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, an utter cluttered-brained imbecile at, at best, ex-DJ, Adern, uh, Jacinda Adern, uh, a, a woman who'd been a DJ, and then, but she was a young uh, minister, uh, World Economic Forum's protege, saying, build back better. And then... The other prime minister said build back better. And then another a president said build back better. The same exact it's three the same BBB, notion, which is it's the same notion of same uh, notion. the dark winter. You also see with in terms of uh, leave the world behind and you brought up with Ordo Templi Orientis. And of course, all of the Masonic temples, I forget what other, other temples are, uh, they all face east oh, as well. Was. So, as well. Is that um, the most important direction? Mm. That is the most important direction. That, that's the new dawn, these guys. The new dawn. So the way yeah, order the new out dawn. of chaos, yeah. basically. Yeah. Order up chaos. Yeah. Order. Yeah. Order yeah. abdab or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And they and, and why is it so? Or abdikayo. Yeah. And the the fact they must even residing, you'll find these people living in the east and suburbs, and they they, they buy up all the areas. These same things, and I've noticed even through people I know, I knew that a business owner they own a building in the east that's got a number. Uh, one of the, one of the ones I do is uh, what's the number of the building? It's uh, eleven seventeen. Uh, sorry, one seven one one seven, which is nine. They they actually buy the buildings with these numbers on facing the east as part of their property deals, as part of their culture. It's like whether they know it or not, but there's a thing deep down about facing the east. Um, I, I, I can't explain no, it's, it other it, than the it fact re- that... It really is it's based on the zodiac. It's based on Aries. So, for example, um, the, the, the beginning yeah. of Aries is March the 22nd or 322. And, again, that links yeah. to what... Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it three two two is the um, 
what, what do they call themselves? The the Skull and Bones have three two two on their um as their logo, isn't it? Was it three two two? Or am I? Yeah, yeah. The the, the three hundred twenty second chapter. Yeah, it, it yeah. links to yeah. the Aki yeah. two, which is the harvest of the barley. Again, like what we see, the harvest, the great harvest that you saw with that Jesse Ventura conspiracy what, 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 TV. Yeah, well, what what do you think of the blatant, um, if you look up um, the number through uh, the Hebrew number of, um, uh, what, what, what's the number? It means slaughter, 19. Yeah, the separate. Uh, the, you look up Hebrew meaning of nine, the number 19, and it means the slaughter in Hebrew. I don't know if you've seen that. I've, I've been going on about it since I saw oh, interesting. it. Interesting. Funnily enough, that's, that links with a graphic that I saw. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it means that, literally, if you look, look, mm. <laughs> that's fine. I've got, well, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just uh, perplexed that the cicadas have stopped and my cats have um, been very quiet and no one's making a lot of noise. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, 19, the number, and going back through pop culture here, <clears throat> they've been using that number on, in songs that you'd never need, like Phil Linnett from Thin Lizzy did a song called 19. We had 19, uh, huge song over here about, supposedly, about, you're listening to a Rick, uh, Silas, and Wandering Mind. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. And you're listening on the Fakeologist, Worldwide Fakeologist Network on a Saturday in uh, Australia. Me talking to Silas in Scotland and um, Wandering Monster in, uh, did you say Norway or Netherlands or where, where? Sorry, in the Netherlands, in the southwest. So I'm basically from the now, old. Now, my daughter's my my daughter is here in old. Yes, the Netherlands it's right in the now. Southwest, right the, the now, Delta working along the coast is uh, Zealand. So that's where your New Zealand is based on. It, well, we, we, we yeah we they, they kind of keep that one out of the the news, so to speak. But um, New, New Zealand is definitely Dutch col- uh, or colonized by the from Netherlands. Uh, my daughter's in um, the Hague still at the moment, working oh, really? in. Um, yeah, and she's been there, f- and, and she's going out with a man from your area. There you go, and he seems to be a nice guy. Look out of he isn't. Look out of he isn't. <laughs> she's only twenty-two. Oh, there you go. There's that number again. But it, literally, she's twenty-two. That's a fact, Jack. But she loves it. Um, the only problem is she had a really bad boss in a bar in the Hague. That was Italian that was ripping the clients, the, the sorry, the the, the, the the staff off and not paying them properly. So she's now working at a more upmarket hotel, I do believe. Um, wonderful person, wonderful Stella. What a great name too, Stella, Stella Star. Um, anyway, um, go back to let's just go back to dot dot. dot, well, dot I was dot, I was going to uh, mention Silas. regarding uh, the number nineteen. So that. Within the, the tarot oh. card, that links to uh, the sun, which is the 19th, uh, the 19th uh, card. And S. And, and yeah. S. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is a, 
And it's in the front of, look at all the words S is in the front of. Slither, snake, sneaky. Um, it, it, it seems to be the notes. It, it's in a few words that you would say, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's interesting. Um, and it's got the same shape as a snake. Uh, it's uh, number 19 in the alphabet. Uh, there's, 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 there's there for sure. And what a wonderful gift to have someone like yourself who's extremely young and very clever for his age, I have to say that. Now, how, that Wandering Monster, are you a, a younger person or a older person? And, and when I, I say think, younger, uh, I mean you anyone say under between 50. 37. Uh, so you're f- uh, fantastic. Fantastic. I say that's extremely young. And I can only say that with a gift of age, which is, uh, is it a gift or a curse? I'm not too sure. But um, I don't identify with age anymore. I really, it's gone, you you cannot move. You you can bump into someone, and I have, 21 or 22, that is absolutely 100% out there and awake, feeding their brains with this kind of stuff. The fact that Silas has managed to do it at, um, you know, late 20s is an incredible feat. <laughs> to say that, though, I was very similar. I, I have to say that I was, from a very young age, I didn't read uh, an average book. I was getting, be it ghosts and myths were my thing, you know, myths. And um, anything about the unknown was absolutely that was what I looked for in a library or a bookshop or whatever. It had to be something that wasn't that no one else was into. It had to be the esoteric, which is you know just the fact the last half of my name says Rick, and esoteric was what I used for my um. Oh, I'll just get dropped out. Or someone drop out? Okay, Silas is gone. Oh, no, feels, oh that's good. Oh, no, we'll keep talking. So, how, tell me how. What year were you when you woke up or were you awake from a young age? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, around 9-11, you had the Loose Change uh, documentary. So I Ooh. kind of found out that uh, a lot of things were wrong with 9-11 as such. But really, since the COVID uh, <laughs> pandemic, sure were. I just started connecting dots that uh, really... Everything in the media turns out to be fake. And uh, I also connecting it to... Uh, yeah, esotericism. Uh, also talking to mm. uh, an ex-colleague who uh, later turned uh, into to uh, Rosicrucianism and learned some things from him. As well, well, now, he, he now that's a, that's a, that's a, that's it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> whole subject unto itself. There's a whole subject into itself into Rosicrucianism, and yes. I'm saying there's there's uh, an awful lot of stuff. And if you go back into your past, not your past, I'm saying I'm uh, metaphorically, but into history, and I have some really good books that I picked up from what was, by coincidence, called the Esoteric Bookshop that was around in Sydney in the 80s. And I picked up a book called The uh, The Occult Conspiracy. Uh, In 1989, I bought it brand new. Never read it till about four years ago. It was just one I used to pick up and just flick through it. And let me just tell you now, the Rosicrucians are incredibly up there in what we're going through at the moment. And I'm talking about going through American history, uh, going back to um, 
the formation of uh, the Americas back in, you know, uh, 17, <laughs> whatever it was. Some of the most important characters that you've never heard their names mentioned, but they're all in this book. And they were the, they were, one of them was Crowley's main influencer. He was a black, can you believe this? You'd think there'd be a movie about this guy. He was a black American who led a group of uh, freed slaves to fight the um, South. This is this is his background, allegedly. He then sailed around the world and became a uh, Rosicrucian, and he was sleeping with all these amazing famous people. You know, like, and he was of the colour of the skin. He was. I don't know if he was African, but he was dark skinned. He may well have been African. But he was the kind of guy that you think. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, this this guy is just incredible. I, I, I'll find the book when I can and um, share his name. And I kept when I read about him, I thought, why is this guy not in a in a um you know movies about him? Why is he not a famous guy? It's because he was a high-level Rosicrucian. His real father was actually someone in, probably of rural descent in England. And his mother, it was very similar to a, um, a Obama backstory. That's the best way I'll describe it. But he, he, was, he was an influencer, and he was one of the main influences on theosophy. Now, I've never, I'd never, ever, 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 ever heard about him until I found this book, which I'd owned for God knows how many years. And read about him, and I googled his name, and I looked it up, and sure enough, you know, he seemed to be a genuine character. He was a sailor; he'd sailed around the world. He he was into basically. It sounds like a movie that um, uh, Kubrick would have made a great movie of of this guy's life. But you would have never heard of him. I'd never heard of him. They write certain people out of history, even though they've got everything that you would want to know. You know, he's dark-skinned, uh, rebel, blah, 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 blah. But he was a Rosicrucian. He <coughs> was influencing an awful lot of people. And he'd studied, get this, in India. He'd been to India and studied under, you know, the people. And he became a kind of a fairly big role model for the theosophists and the fuel society later on in life. Um, so these, the only place you're ever going to hear this kind of stuff is on this kind of show way down roaming around in the netherworld of conspiracy theories. Uh, so I'll send, I'll, I'll recommend you look into him when I remember his name. <clears throat> and it will come to me when, when I find the book and I've got too many books in my uh, library, be told. Yes, yeah, just be told. Posted uh, in the chat. I posted some things there as well. But hmm. Yeah, yeah, do. Well, if, if you, you go, if, come, yeah, do it now. Yeah, if you go on to um, the chat or if you come on to Rick and Rollo and look at high level, I've got a site, deep esoteric stuff, and, and you can just post, you know, that kind of stuff um, on there. I mean, I was looking, I'll pick a. I've got this book called Thought Forms by Annie Besant and C.W. Leadbeater, and it, it's like about 80 years old. And some of the stuff in there looks exactly like some of the stuff. I think there's patterns of drawings and stuff like Dave J's. Some of his drawings are almost odd. I don't know if he knows 
but some of his descriptions of numbers and tones and stuff actually look like what C.W. Leadbeater, totally dodgy guy, and Annie Besant, a very dodgy woman, if you look at their uh, backgrounds. But uh, really interesting books. But, I, you know, I, I find that with books that they will find you, you don't find them. You, you don't go looking for uh, – sorry, you go looking for them and they'll just jump out at you and they'll be there. You find an old bookshop. Yes, and like so, so sometimes you just get good recommendations, you know. Of just, you just find yourself about yep. the information, if you will. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was I walked. I was walking. I wasn't driving, and I walked up a street that I normally wouldn't go up. And I was walking up, and I saw a book sitting. Someone had left a book outside the front of their house, and as I walked towards it, I went, "Nah, surely not." But it was a book by that. There's a guy who's a novelist who wrote basically books that predicted 9-11 and also the Ohio train crash. I think they based that movie um, on one of his books, DiMarchio. Well, it's got a strange Italian name. And anyway, the book was sitting in a back street that I would never normally walk up facing me as I walked up a hill and I picked it up. And on the cover, sure enough, it has... What looks like the Twin Towers, but the book was written ten years or fifteen years before that um, uh, script was written. So yeah, you you find once you open yourself up to uh, wanting to know stuff, you will find stuff, and it's quite fascinating yes. how you do it. Mm. You will see and the some fact that synchronicities or something, and it just pops up uh, yeah. on your radar. Well, synch- synchronicity seems to be the word. The, the operative word for it. It's like a some kind of weird coincidence that something that only you would find interesting is just sitting there waiting for you to walk up the stairs and pick it up and read it. So, yeah. Fascinating. I also have this um, weird thing when I'm listening to podcasts, like when I'm listening to you or other folks. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing that while I'm working uh, at the office. But I'm, yep. as I'm typing some uh, programming code, I'm a programmer as well. <laughs> it's not, uh, so, something, oh, excellent. So you know the, your stuff. The person actually says the word I'm typing. It's just really weird. Uh, just the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the words, well, synchronous, synch- you call it synchronspiracy or synchronicity, but there's definitely the universe does manifest at the right time certain things that you might be looking for, for at, at the right exact time and be you in an old second-hand bookshop <coughs> and, and you're walking along and next thing you know, blow me down. The, something you were thinking about, there's a book about it. I just think you need to open yourself up and just don't ask for any uh, excuses or or don't think it's strange and just accept that um, the right information will be there. The right shows are certainly out there if you if you can find them. And that's why I Maybe recommend. It's always um, there, but yeah, you're just more yeah. in tune with it. You open to receive it. Maybe uh, that's how all. Also, I think how, that's the thing. Uh, great artists all, always say that a, a good song comes to them. You know. Uh, no, we'll get like this one. Get, totally we'll get this one. Have you, yeah. Well, that well, there's no doubt about the the the, ch- the channeling of music, but I'm, I've noticed this thing over Christmas when I was sitting at home watching <coughs> YouTube's of. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of 
was one called, uh, it's, it's basically two nerd guitarists. They've got a site called That Pedal Show. That's literally oh, yeah, called That yeah. Pedal Show. Yeah. And they interviewed um, both the guitarist from uh, The Smiths and what's his name from um, uh, Noel Gallagher from Oasis, who I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, but Oasis, and Noel Gallagher is a real, he, he gives big ups and, and credence to people that he got his information or his influences from. But they all said the same thing, that they believed that the guitar that they bought or had owned had the song already in it when they bought the guitar and, and, and they wrote it on that particular guitar. And they, they seem to say that the music was already in that guitar. There, there could be a thing there. I, I, don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so well, I'm you know, a guitarist and, as well. And uh, I, oh, excellent. Uh, uh, I have multiple <laughs> guitars and they all have their own characters. So, uh, one is better suited to yeah. a different kind of music as well. And, Sometimes you just get into a solo and improvise, and just it just comes rolling well, out. You just didn't think oh about my it God. beforehand; it just happens. It was there. It's just the yeah. tone and, and the old timber. One of my clients is a guitar collector, and he's got, I'd say, thirty guitars. And he's, a, 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 I'll say this: he's a dentist, which means he's got a lot of money. So his guitars, he's got. Gibsons and Strats and, um, you know, I'm talking about 60, 1960s guitars and 1950s guitars oh, yeah, and yeah. some 1970 stuff. And I told him, I said, you got to watch this show. This is really good. And we were talking about the stuff, but th- these guitars uh, have been played from the 50s or 60s or whatever, there's a vibration. There's got to be something in there. There's, there's some kind of a memory, hidden memory in the ch- in the strings or whatever. And what's his name from the Smiths, that um, uh, fantastic guitarist? My goodness, he's good. Johnny Marr? Johnny Marr, yeah. yeah. That, that interview that they did with Johnny Marr is uh, absolutely gold because he is a really genuinely nice guy. He's not vain or, um, you know, he's a family man. He's got kids. Yeah, but he I loves his music. With and that's the, all he uh, Hans Zimmer Orchestra. He's a son as a yeah. guitarist as well. Yep, yep, yep. I can just imagine too. And he would have had a great teacher, with guarantee. Mm, yeah, indeed. Mm. But the fact that they, they can produce these incredible tones and, and songs and and both of them kind of, they all said the same thing. It was the the guitar had the music in it before I picked it up. And I just, I, I grabbed that guitar and I, I wrote that song on this one. So, yeah, I'm fascinated with that whole thing. But I do believe uh, in channeling. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm always on about Black Sabbath <clears throat> after reading an awful lot about um, the band, being, you know, being quite a big fan of them, how Geezer Butler was the guy that, wrote the lyrics to all of those songs, uh, uh, allegedly. But he said that I dreamed them. They all came to me when I was half asleep. And that seems to be a very common denominator amongst good musicians, that they they channel the music, that they're that, that half asleep, and this lyric just comes into their head. But so many yes, stars I, say the same thing. 
I heard that say this week as well. I heard an interview with the producer who also produced Soundgarden, like their most famous hit album, yep. Super yep. Unknown. And yeah, Super we unknown, talked yep. about it as well. Chris Cornell had these moments when uh, where a song. Mo- oh, how fantastic! And 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 their greatest. How fantastic Black Hole was he? Black Hole song yeah. also. Yeah, 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 yeah Black Hole. Yeah, yeah. And that's also yeah, well, that's a hundred percent. And look at the video. Look at the video to that song, yes. and it's got so much. Dark. It's it's incredibly dark. You know the, the, the you know the, the this technique they use to widen their faces and um yeah Early very powerful very powerful it worked out. <laughs> uh, it was it looks it just looks it just looked awesome and um, cool. yeah. the lyrics though. But Cornell was a I think he was a really nice guy, and I I think he from from all accounts. You know, he was found hung by, you know, no, no way would he have committed suicide like Michael Hutchins. I do not he, believe he did, that God would have committed he did suicide. did uh, have a bit of, yeah, dark themes in his music sometimes and also oh, for for sure, religious for sure. side to it, to the, to the lyrics as well. But, yeah, he seemed a nice guy. Oh, no. It's just weird yeah, that a family that man like him would just suddenly kill him. Commit suicide. It's just weird. Yeah, and, and the fact he did, I don't know if you've heard his, Maria, you know, he did a beautiful version of that because he, he had an incredible vocal range, you know. He was a really good singer. And he yeah. wasn't like Rob, Rob Halford from uh, Judas Priest. Great singer, can do anything, but he's never done anything spiritual. You're listening to uh, Rick and Wandering Monster. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Just read the card? Okay. I'm a psychic live-action role-player, listening to another hour of Fakeologist audio on Fakeologist.com. You're listening too. I know. Uh, there you go. That was a very entertaining little... You're listening on the uh, 13th of January 2024 to uh, kind of a very esoteric conversation from um, <laughs> Wandering Monster from uh, all the way in Europe... In Denmark, is it Denmark or Netherlands? No, no, Netherlands. Netherlands. What's the difference? Is, is Netherlands? Is, sorry, Denmark. Is it Denmark? I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. So, the, is Den, explain to me the difference between um, the Netherlands, Denmark, and um, uh, uh, what's uh, Amsterdam? Is it, uh, are they the same place, or am I completely no. wrong? Uh, well, Amsterdam is our capital, uh, just so you have this yep. uh, more old city with all the canals and stuff. But uh, Yes, and, and looks beautiful, let me just say this. Let me yes, just yes. say that it looks beautiful. That's and my daughter's been there since. The old cities, but uh, yeah, it's not like every city in the, the Netherlands. It's more the historic old trade cities so oh. like, like the Dutch East India Company uh, established. Oh, <laughs> well, let's just say... That, that would be one of the. That, that was one of the elites back in the day that got overthrown slightly yeah. um, by the next by the British East India Company, or did they get overthrown? I don't. I don't know. Um, have you heard? Uh, one of the most um, prolific folkologists was Gaia, who was from uh, the same area you're from. Had a degree in. Oh, sorry, has a degree in. Uh, uh, geology and worked for some of the big oil companies and then he'd moved to uh, South America 
And uh, I think he's still on the blog, apparently. I don't go on there. I do not even consider myself a fakeologist. I don't, I'm, I'm just not. I, I think I'm an independent. The only time I come on is on the weekends. I don't do Monday to Friday. I think that's where Ab's domain is. I, I think I'm more, a uh, bit more, bit esotericish for. Fake. I, I, I do believe some things are real. You're not allowed to in some parts of the uh, cult of fakeologists. Certainly, the cult well, of that's IPS. Okay. Everyone brings its own angle, right? Uh, it's Ooh. good to look at things from different perspectives. Yeah, I, well, I, well, I love um, uh, Silas's stuff because you know he, he can break down words like "angle" and "angel." There's a big link there. Be told. And be able yeah, to explain has, it to you. He's done a fast research, and it's always good to hear from him. Oh, he's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. 100%. He knows way more than I do. <laughs> That's clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, at such a young age. But stuff, I, I, well, I was good at um, music <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, that kind of. Uh, I was in the UFOs and. Um, all the stuff that I found, I completely discovered I was wasting my time probably in the early tooth, uh, in the early 80s after spending all this time in the UFOs that I'd been conned. And that was probably the same time Bill Cooper discovered he'd been lied to and been wasting his time reporting on UFOs, etc. So it's been, a, it's been a real wake up. And that's why I'm, I'm I don't put, throw all my, uh, ammunition into saying everything's guaranteed right because you, you you can change your mind and will change your mind on some subjects. But one of the interesting things is old history, which Silas is into. And if you can understand uh, different languages and, and see the common denominator, you can kind of see a fair bit of truth there. Uh, yeah, but, it's uh, always good to connect the uh, dots, but... Uh, you, 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 mm. At the same time, you can also find out that you've been lied to about some subjects, but it's more Oh, like, my goodness. Uh, if you can see the patterns, then it becomes more clear and you have to establish yeah, look what, for pa- what, you, you what just, you can yeah, prove. Look, look for patterns. Mm. Yeah. And that's why w- when I'm in a conversation with him, he'll bring up stuff and then I can go, bang, I've, you know, I, and I will interrupt. One of my terrible um, problems is talking over the top of people. But I do it because if I don't do it now, unless I start taking notes with a pen, it'll go in my head and just disappear out again. But uh, he's good. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Now, I'm, listen, I'm, I need to go because I've been up a bit too yeah, late. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be back on probably tomorrow night. You're quite welcome. Anytime, come in and have a discussion because this is really good stuff. Really Thanks, good man. stuff. Was, I should uh, be good doing talking to you in uh, in re- real life, mm, so to speak. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, ple- absolute pleasure. So, um, if I'm on, come on, and uh, I-, I love this, the esoteric and, and anyone that's, tr- especially a traveller like yourself, that's been around and seen the stuff, because I really do hold up people that have actually been and seen and can back. Um, a real life experience rather than internet researchers that have just seen it on a on a on a yeah, website. Yeah, it does help to it's, to establish things for yourself to re- really see it. Uh, oh, instead of just yeah, for sure. Yeah, hearing yeah. vague and, video and, and, clips and, about it, 
Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's, and that's my, absolutely. So fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to you tonight and uh, Silas. So, Thanks, um, I'm gonna, so I'll, I will sign off and don't be a stranger. And anything, any information, go on to the Rick and Rollo site. Any, any, anything, just tag me. Um, I'll be interested in it. Be told. 100%. I will. Oh, so you're listening the, to... Big Shooter of the, the Magic Square in the chat as well, in the show-related notes. So Excellent. You can have a look at that. Excellent. So you're listening to Wandering Monster and Rick signing off on the uh, 13th of January 2024. Uh, I will speak to you again, though. Be told. Uh, be told. Be told. Farewell. Farewell, everyone. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. 